Happy Sunday, Jamsters. Welcome to the Suns Jam Session Podcast. My name is John. I'm the J to the Jam, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matthew. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, John. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, we're recording this on Saturday, eh, late morning, almost afternoon. And uh, super excited because, you know, today's the day that they pretty much lifted all the restrictions in Arizona for the most part. You know, as long as companies are abiding by CDC regulations, uh, the state is open again. And I'm, I'm excited for that. I really am. I'm excited too. We actually, I went to go get coffee this morning. The nail salon was open. So I'm like, oh yeah, everything is open again and there's traffic everywhere. It's great. <laughs> I, no- I noticed that yesterday I went down, uh, my dad, uh, I got him groceries cause I still, you know, don't want him going out to the stores. You know, he's 74, he's elderly, yeah. uh, pre-existing conditions, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I'll go down there and I'll help him out. And normally if you're driving around Phoenix at about three in the afternoon, it's no problem. Traffic wise yesterday, traffic everywhere. Yeah, it's couldn't, crazy. Couldn't believe it. So uh, everyone's back out, man. Yeah, everybody's back out. So did you get your nails done at the salon? No, you know I've always wanted to get like my nails and feet done, whatever that is, because I guess it's really good for your feet. So I will one of these days, but not today. Go Bernie Mac style, right? Yeah, is that what he does? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's what it's what he did. You know, rest That's in peace, Bernie oh, Mac. Oh yeah, Jeez. Jeez, that was rude. God, I. Man, too. I'm a jerk. <sighs> well, we'll right. have to get way, past way that. Way to start the pod, right? Yeah. Um, well, we'll recover. We'll recover. Uh, yeah. You know, this is going to be a fun podcast because we're just going to be talking about a lot of the different things that are kind of going on in the world. You know, normally we can do our, our last dance discussions or we're doing my top three, what you call it. You know, this is just kind of taking a look at the state of the NBA, uh, some things that are going on with the Suns and discuss the modern things that are occurring versus going back and dwelling so much on the history because that's what we've been doing a lot of throughout this pandemic right yeah yeah oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) no you're correct man but there's still i mean i feel like there's just still so much news i know like i'll look up coronavirus news not a whole lot there but for sports i don't know how we kept it alive but there's just still stuff to talk about and it continues to pour into the media just questions and questions and you know, we, we have questions about what's going to happen in the future, but mm-hmm. right now there's just things that are actually happening. So it's keeping us afloat, giving us stuff to talk about, and I enjoy it. And I'm glad that the Jamsters enjoy listening to this. So thank you again, Jamsters, for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network uh, and rate and review us as well. We appreciate it. And you can always follow uh, the show on Instagram and Twitter at Suns Jam and email the show session at gmail.com. We'll actually be fielding a couple mailbag questions at the end of this podcast. So without further ado, uh, we're getting ready to drop the beat, and I'm going to pop open this body armor. No, it's too early in the morning for beer. We're going golfing a little later today. That's when I'll crack open the beer. Yeah, so stay let's, hydrated. Let's see if this makes any sound at all. Here we go. Yeah, that was Ooh, I heard that. <laughs> so let's talk about what's going on in the world today. All right, so the first thing that we're going to talk about on the pod today is the infamous conference call that occurred, I believe it was Monday or Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a Monday, and honestly, it's kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but only because I feel like nothing's really definite. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good to hear, like, the players talking, and you know they want to play. I mean, LeBron really speaks for the players, and they want to play, and 
it's really just having guidelines and just making sure that uh, everything is safe and then we can get back out there and play some basketball, man. So for those of you who don't know what occurred earlier this week, uh, there was a conference call with 10, I believe it was 10, roughly 10, uh, superstars of the NBA, and they just wanted to get together and talk about what the next uh, step is for the Players Association. So that that call included Chris Paul, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Kawhi Leonard, Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard, and Russell Westbrook. And what's funny about this call, and maybe this is just me, everybody's talking about this call and how LeBron was on it. They're like, oh, LeBron, you know, was on the call, this, that, the other. Chris Paul, who's the president of the Players Association, he's the one who arranged it all. Like, give Chris Paul some props for putting this all together and coming up with kind of what the next steps are for the Players Association. Uh, but the group agreed on the call that all parties were in agreement to take the court with proper safety measures once the league is given the green light to commence. Yeah. So this is a huge step from the Players Association Whereas when in Major League Baseball, they're kind of running into that issue where they've put together this kind of game plan and they're saying, hey, this is how we're going to stand the league back up. Players Association, what do you think of that? And then you have people like Blake Snell getting on uh, podcasts and just being like, yo, I got to get mine. I'm not doing this. And he's speaking for a lot of the players. And from what I've heard from inside sources is that uh, MLBPA is going to reject that uh, plan from Major League Baseball. Yeah. So conversely, basketball, you have the top guys getting together and they're saying, hey, whenever you put something out, we're ready to play. Yeah, the whole Blake Snell thing, too. Um, I guess for me, I mean, it, I guess it was offensive, but maybe it was just kind of like a quick reaction to the situation. So he's probably changed his mind since then. Well, Bri everything. Bryce Harper backed it up the next day. He's like, hey, somebody yeah. has to say it. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, but I feel like they might have a change of mind at, or their publicist might tell them to have a change of mind pretty <laughs> soon. But uh, I was thinking that um, with the NBA, you know, coming back and it, did you, were you able to watch the UFC? I wasn't able to watch, but I've heard the UFC fight was actually pretty amazing without the crowd. Cause you can hear so much. Yes. I so, heard all about this. I didn't watch it myself, but yeah. I think it's different with the NBA. Because, you think so? Well, because think about the UFC and what their persona is. Their persona is Conor McGregor, beat the shit out of each other, fuck you. That's yeah. not the persona of the NBA. LeBron is a clean-cut, uh, and Stephen Curry, clean-cut individuals who are you know little kids who are looking up to, and they're selling sneakers, and they're supposed to be uh, portrayed as these – I wouldn't say angelic, but angelic-ish personalities. And if you were to have no crowd there and you could hear what's actually going on the court, man, that'd have to be on HBO. Yeah, there'd be a lot of bleeping. Uh, that's, yes. that's the thing I was thinking of. I'm like, I'm not afraid of it staying that way, but I think it's going to be very interesting to watch. To I where would it, love it. Yeah, and I think people are going to love it. And I think there might be a way to have extra games without fans or something to like maybe a preseason to where the preseason is, you know, no one wants to go to a preseason game. So maybe just have them without the crowd and just have them play like the next following season. Mm -hmm. um, because I think it's going to be interesting to watch. And I, I hope people don't get addicted to it to where they don't want to come back to the games. But, you know, we'll be back watching the games, of course, in the, in the arena. But I just think from a fan standpoint, play, watching it at home, especially like if you're a Rockets fan, the Rockets fans don't really show up as uh, they show up like in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I guess when it really matters, but you don't really hear the fans as much with a lot of games. So I think just to have the audio of the players actually, you know, bumping uglies and stuff on the court would be kind of fun. 
Oh, it would be high be great. quality entertainment. I mean, every time somebody sets a screen, just hearing that that slap body on body would yeah. be, and then the ugh, you know, I mean, yeah, it, butt, it would yeah. it would be entertaining just <laughs> that just to hear the physicality that is, you know, NBA basketball yeah. would be worth it. And then you have, you know, the talking, the calling out of plays, the yelling at guys when they're not in the right place. You know, imagine Devin Booker with no crowd, just yelling at his team when he throws a pass out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But you then, know, yeah, you maybe get to hear the perception. response. But I don't know. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting, man. But it'll be, it'll be fun. It's going to fill the time great. And uh, so, I mean, if they do go into the playoffs, what do you think about the, the championship? If someone does win, how do you think that's gonna in in the future in the um, in the future when people look back on this? Do you think they'll count that as a real championship or what the big ass I mean, next to it? I think you have to because you look at a couple seasons where there were NBA lockout seasons, right? Yeah. I think it was like 2011 or 12, and then going back to like 1999 when there was lockouts. The Spurs won the championship in one of those, and I forget who won the other championship. It, I think it might have been the Mavs. Uh, but people count those. No one goes back and, well, well, that was a lockout season. I think the only thing that would change the perception of this season in history is if they do some sort of weird tweaking to the playoffs. Because in both of those yeah. lockoff seasons, there were full playoffs. The league j just started later in the season. But if they go into some weird kind of round-robin tournament or they go, okay, we're doing best-of-three game series – in an effort to get to a, a, the NBA finals. And then once the finals hit, we go a full game seven or whatever the NBA strategy is. If they go that route, it'll definitely be something that has an asterisk. And then that is when, it, you know, what about LeBron, right? Let's say LeBron and the yeah. Lakers go out and win it. And that's how he gets his fourth championship. You know, people will dog that. And side note, that would only be his fourth championship. Yeah, they, they definitely would. But also, what if he doesn't win it? So what if they have like a 10-game play-in and then they play the mm -hmm. seven-game series and he loses it? And the whole thing, I, <laughs> I think maybe, point. you know what I mean? If he loses it, then I feel like people are like, oh, wow, you couldn't even win it by just playing the playoffs. And the funny thing is, is all the players can give a shit about the season. And now we don't have a season. Yeah. And now we just have the playoffs. And if you just play the playoffs and you win a championship, it's not going to matter as much. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have to have both to go hand in hand, I think, obviously. Um, but it's just funny to see now because now the players just get to play in the playoffs, even though we did play most of the season. Um, but now it's just going to be the playoffs and that's it. So we'll see how that goes. I think it's legitimate. I think if it's a seven-game series and you have the 10-game play in, I think it's legitimate. I think it's a good way to like kind of confirm this is a real championship if you get the 10 games and mm -hmm. the seven game series i think when we look back in 10 years i it'll count just the same i think so too i yeah. really do i do find it interesting that devin booker wasn't on this call you think I'm, he deserves it no i was <laughs> just kidding you know yeah did you um the Game of Zones thing, I've never been a big fan, but I watched the last episode. Have you seen them? I've seen them a few years ago. I haven't watched them as of yeah. recently. That's by Bleacher Report, right? Yeah, it's funny yeah. you mentioned the Devin Booker thing because he, he's part of the Suns Kings. Like the, the Suns Kings are the two teams together, and they're like their own army. Okay. And they go up in the last episode to try to defeat the Dream Team, and they just get murdered. Aww. But it's just like that confidence the Suns and the Kings have, even though they're, they're, they lose their teams. Yeah. And it was just kind of sad to watch. But it just reminded me of your question of, is Devin Booker, why is he not on the call? And it's just – Because <laughs> he's part of the Sun Kings. It's not yeah. even his own team. <laughs> 
One thing that I wonder, though, is when is that game plan going to really come out? Because Major League Baseball has really kind of led the way, if you will, on putting together a plan. You know, The Athletic this morning put out an article that outlined a 67-page document that they provided to the MLBPA that dictates the medical and safety protocols that are going to occur once the season begins. And some of those highlights include no exchange of lineup cards, new baseballs, anytime a ball is put into play and touched by multiple players. So if they turn two, like it's that's a gonna new be baseball. <laughs> that's that's the biggest part of baseball right there, right? Oh, Keeping yeah. Keeping the ball? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, players wearing masks except while on the field, standing six feet apart during the singing of the National Anthem and God Bless America. They outlined a, their testing, and there's a lot of different testing. It's going on the road because they're still going to travel. And yeah. You know, testing when they get to the hotel, self-quarantining in the hotel, testing when they get to the stadium. If they are not, if their temperature is over 100.2 degrees, you know, they're sending them home and having a physician look at them. Uh, So a lot of different testing. Uh, Spring training, they're going to, appears their plan is to do it in Florida and Arizona still. But games yeah. are going to be uh, begin between 7 and 9 p.m. local time to address all the heat concerns. You have facilities that will be restricted to limited groups of essential personnel. No spitting, using smokeless Tabasco, Tabasco, smokeless (laughs) tobacco, and uh, sunflower seeds in restricted areas. Any physical interactions such as high fives, fist bumps, and hugs must be avoided at club facilities. I mean, and the list goes on and on of all these precautions that Major League Baseball is taking. And I guess the first question is like, when is the NBA going to put something out like this? You know, they keep kind of, I feel like silver keeps giving us kind of that vague answer. It's like, yeah, you know, we're yeah. going to, we're going to. Do you think there's any timeline on when we're actually going to know if and when they're going to continue the season and how they're going to do it? So you're just saying like, we're, they're waiting for baseball basically. Like well, if, that's if what they're it waiting, feels like. yeah, they, they might be. Um, and baseball is the best sport to, you know, be the experiment because everyone's so far away and they're not bumping uglies all the time. So mm-hmm. The whole thing is I think everyone is waiting for baseball because you have the options. Like, I think it's great that they're going to play at night here if they do the spring training thing. But it's the only option they have. Yeah. But if they can play games and they go maybe a few weeks, if they go a few weeks of spring training games before the regular season starts and nothing, nothing's wrong. Like nothing happened. Like there's no outbreak. No one is actually infected. I just think that that would give the NBA they'll go ahead to, all right, let's start this season. Let's see how we can do this. I mean, they already have a plan, I bet you, in hand. They just are – I think they're really waiting for baseball. I really think they are, even though I feel like basketball is really try to be their own. Like, they try Mm -hmm. to have been – you know, try to get ahead of football in a way, even though that will be impossible. But they've always had their own thing going on with basketball. So, I honestly think they're waiting for baseball. Um so, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that they are waiting or else do you think they just don't want a season this Well, start? I think it's tough because, I mean, the NBA, like to your point, is always known as a trendsetter. And they did so by yeah. shutting down the league uh, once Rudy Gobert tested positive, And the rest of the world follows suit right after that. So that was very, uh, you know, that was very – that showcased how the – National Basketball Association is a trendsetter uh, in the eyes of the world. I think it's obviously tougher for the NBA for a couple different reasons. You know, they're trying to get knock out the playoffs, and it's the testing side of it. And if somebody comes up positive, you know, if LeBron James 
in there is in game three of the NBA finals and he finds out that he's got COVID-19 and they have to 14 day quarantine him. I mean, what does that do to a team? And that's a tough part of it. And I think the other tough part is Adam Silver and the NBA is very concerned about their public image in the fact that they don't want to be known as uh, a league that's going to take tests that could be used by the civilian population in order to have sports played. I know that that's been kind of something that they've been battling back and forth with and uh, trying to come up with a good understanding of how they leverage that in a positive manner, which is tough to do. I mean, we're going to waste 30,000 tests just for the NBA so we can finish the season where those could have gone to people who actually need testing. So it's tough there, but I think the question that they really need to start to ask is at what point is it okay if somebody tests positive for COVID-19? I mean, these aren't guys who are out there playing at 74 years old. It's not Bill Russell out there playing yeah. center for the Celtics right yeah. now. You know, these are young, healthy individuals. They're talking about going to either Orlando or Las Vegas and utilizing a campus environment in which everybody is for the most part self-isolated to those areas in an, effort to avoid spreading of the virus so if that's the case and you know jared dudley on the bench of the lakers tests positive for COVID 19 do you just go okay he tests positive you know take a couple days off and he's going to be okay because he's a he's a national basketball association athlete i mean at what what point do you just go okay we have to accept that people are going to get sick it's going to have people get sick i mean it's not going to kill these guys. The mortality rate does not affect these guys. Yeah, it's going to happen. And hold on. Oh, shit, <laughs> There's like dude. a huge siren. Oh, shit. See, that's what I get for making a point. You know, right, you say anything you get, on podcast. anytime you say anything about the coronavirus that isn't, yeah. isn't spreading fear, the fucking yeah. popo show up. God well, look at, look at Elon Musk, man. Everyone loved this guy. And then he says some stuff about the coronavirus, you know, not being as deadly as we thought. And everyone hates him. Oh, I so, know. Um, you just got to be careful. But the thing is, they're going to be away from their families. I think that's the only thing they're worried about is if they get sick, am I going to spread it to my mom? Um, I mean, you know what happened to Carl Anthony Towns? His mom yes. passed away from coronavirus. Yes. So you just got to be careful for that with the families and the elders. Um, I think, I don't know. I mean, I guess the players, they have the right body type to contain it and not, you know, not hopefully get anything not go into anything serious with mm-hmm. the coronavirus but it's just it's so tricky because people are still going to get it like i don't oh yeah. i don't know if he stops sports i honestly for me yeah if he's sick he sits out and he gets better and then someone else will get it someone else will get it and then i don't know i honestly think it can go either way it can go we can start the season nothing happens no one gets sick and then the other way, if someone gets sick, it's going to be a domino effect, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's what sucks. But it can go either way. We wouldn't know unless we try. That's the only way to like go about it. Well, all I know is that you and I host a podcast about the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, we don't get paid to make these decisions. And I feel bad for the guys who do because, the, I mean, the decisions that they have to make to try to yeah. figure out a way to stand up this league are so tough. And it's important for the players – that the league continues. I mean, it's going to affect the next CBA. It's going to affect uh, contracts and things of that nature. So, I mean, there's a lot of different X factors in play. And I just think that it's, uh, it's tough, man. You know, I, I think that the, the NBA is waiting on MLB because to your point, major league baseball is just easier to figure it out because it isn't a contact sport. I mean, for the most part, they've they've taken all contact out of baseball. 
Yeah, and plus these players, I mean, I know everyone's saying they're staying at home, but a lot of them, you know, everyone's going to the supermarket. Everyone's going to stores now, especially now with things opening. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if they're going to get it, they'll get it from something, someone else, from a store, from brushing up against somebody somewhere else because you can only stay so far away from somebody as you can. So, I mean, to say, like, we can't start sports because you might get sick. Well, you might get sick doing something else and then what if we start sports and someone gets sick we'll be like oh it's because we started sports mm -hmm. this guy is sick with corona uh it might have been something else he might have caught it from somebody else so it's just it's the ultimate catch 22 the start where do you start i don't know where they start but i just i think they should start but whatever i don't know what yeah i'm with I'm, I'm with you too so and it's not like a selfish thing like oh i no. need sports it's just like no just it's their jobs. I mean, I still have to, I have to start my job Monday and I'm going to be in an office with people. So it's just like, we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's almost the same thing. Oh no, it is. It's exactly the same thing. You know I mean? I, I although you're not like trying to D some guy up uh, next to the water cooler, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. At uh, my job, that's how we, that's how we handle the water cooler situation. We D each other up. Oh God. Let's uh, on that note, let's take a break. All right, so we're back from the break. Uh, so now we're going to talk about some Suns things. Uh, ESPN released a list this week of the top 74 players of all time. Why did they do 74? 74 years of basketball? Oh, know. okay, maybe. Is that why? I don't know. That's a good I'm guess, though. I'm assuming that because the Suns just had their 50 anniversaries, so maybe it's 74 years NBA. All right, we'll allow that. I didn't read that <laughs> okay. part of the article. so That might be it. Uh, but only three Suns made the list. I mean, technically, Vince Carter and Shaquille O'Neal made the list, but they, yeah. on, they only were with the Suns uh, at the very end of their careers. So you have number 35 overall was Jason Kidd, who was only with the Suns for about five years. Yeah. 30th overall was Steve Nash, and 23rd overall was Charles Barkley. Do you think that's too many or not enough Suns on that list? It's definitely a Phoenix Suns number, just three in the top 74. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, if you think of Jason Kidd, I, I know he played there five years, but he doesn't really seem like a real son, does he? No, I mean, I feel like the prime of his career came once he left Phoenix. Exactly. He took the to two consecutive NBA finals. He yeah. won a finals, you know, about nine years later with the Mavs. I mean, he was a son for sure. And he helped yeah. carry that son's uh, tradition of having – big guys big names come to the desert but he didn't really do much here he was injured all the time yeah he was and I don't know I was trying to think of other players that you would add in there like a Walter Davis or maybe even Tom Chambers but I don't know I looked at the list and they had like Matumbo in there and there's just some players where I'm like I don't know maybe they should be in maybe they shouldn't be but I, I would have to go back and watch them and go through the, I don't know. There's just a lot of work to put in here, but I think three is perfect <laughs> for the Suns. You know, I mean, there's 30 teams. We get three. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too unhappy about it. I, I, as long as Steve Nash is in the top 30. Exactly. Exactly. About that. I think that it showcases that the Suns aren't really known to have great players. We're known to have great teams. Yeah. You know, I mean, the 0405 Suns, the 92, the 93 Suns, the 76 Suns weren't a great team, but they made the finals. Those runs in between, you know, the 89, 90 Suns, the uh, 07 Suns, the 2010 Suns. I mean, these are a lot of great teams that have one great player on them, but that's it. I mean, it's not like the Lakers where they have Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the same damn team for a decade. 
Yeah. You know, we're not going to get those guys here. And that's not our history. You know, maybe that history changes and somehow, you know, we start to get some top tier talent in here, uh, teamed up with other top tier talent. But for the most part, if they did like a top 74 teams of all time, I would expect the Suns to have about four or five teams on there. This, yeah, so list, that's, this list I'm not overly upset No, these, about. these lists are they're weird. I'm pretty sure Sean Marion's over there um, pretty pissed off. He's snubbed on it. But other than <laughs> yeah. that, I think, it's, I think the list was all right. The Sean Marion <laughs> way. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. So let's do our dumb trade of the week, huh? Yeah, that should be a thing, right? It really should. I, yeah. I swear that once a week you'll see some article somewhere where some sports writer is like, hey – Let's uh, let's do some trading with the sun. <laughs> yeah. So you have Greg Schwartz of the Bleacher Report, and he proposed one course-changing trade that each team could actually make. He decided to go with the Knicks, and he would say that the Suns get the 2020 first-round pick from the Knicks, Julius Randle, and Frank Nidalekina. Yeah. The Knicks get Devin Booker. Tell me your thoughts on that trade. My first thought is like, that is a perfect fit, though, for Booker to go to the Knicks. And the only reason why is he hasn't really experienced winning in the NBA. And then you're going so to the Knicks. Go, go to New York. So, yeah, now you got to dig yourself out of the tunnel in New York. And there goes another siren, dude. I live in New York City, my new little New Jeez. York City apartment. <laughs> um, but I, I could just see Booker um, going to the Knicks if he was traded, honestly. I, I could see that. I don't like this trade. Of course I don't. I mean – any any trade for Devin, I can't think of a player that I would want for Devin Booker right now because either they're too old, like a Steph Curry or it's Kevin Durant. You know, they're past, they're they're still in their prime, but they're good, like you know they only got a few years. Mm-hmm. So it's like what players? I saw Ben Simmons as a good example, maybe someone that we can take for Booker. But this this trade's crazy. I mean, I I like Julius Randle, but I don't want any of these players. Well, and here's what I don't understand about it, and and where Mr. Greg Schwartz, it, what he's thinking yeah. is Frank Nidalekin is a point guard. So like, why would <laughs> yeah. we trade to get Julius Randle, which meets a need, but exactly. we give up, we give up our two guard to get a point guard. Like now we have <laughs> no two guards. Now Elio Kobo's fucking starting yeah. and we're really up shit Creek. So again, well, dumb yeah. trade of the week. I mean, I just, I don't get it. Well, then that's when you get uh Leangelo ball. That's when you get Leangelo Ball in the in the draft, right? Oh, I guess that's <laughs> I guess that's what we get with the Knicks. So pick. we have him, Nidakina, and Randall. That would be terrible. Oh God. Oh my. They the might mom. as well change the jerseys again to something shitty after <laughs> that trade. <laughs> Every time we make a shit trade, they're like, okay, change those jerseys. <laughs> change those jerseys. Oh God. Uh, real quick side note here. Did you know that this is our Aaron Baines podcast? It's our forty-six podcast yes it's our 40 46 on bright side of the sun uh it's our 86th overall because we did 40 as the solar report before we joined bright side okay uh but shout out to everybody who's been listening to us for a long long time actually a little bit later this week i'm gonna have one of our original listeners on and we're gonna do my top three air jordans so oh, that, that's one cool. that uh we're gonna do and i know matthew you're not gonna be there for that one which is gonna suck but yeah i was i had a flight it's a yeah. Florida, so sorry. Well, you know, and that's that's why all the sirens are out there. They're following you back. They're like, he's yeah. got the he's got the Rona. Uh, let's hop into a couple mailbag questions. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. All right, perfect. So, our first mailbag question, and again, you can email these to the show, sunsjamsession at gmail.com. We love hearing them. 
uh, comes from good old Shilpad Hop 8. You know, I feel like we get once, <laughs> one, one a week from Shilpad Hop 8. So yeah, we I appreciate feel like we're missing that. something. There's something at that name we're missing. Yeah. yeah. I think we're getting played. I don't know what it is. I don't know, but Shilpad Hop 8, can you email us and let us know the origin of your name? Yeah, or unless that's even, a real name. I mean, that's I'm, fine. If I'm saying it wrong, let me know, please. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm saying it right, thank you for your questions. Uh, so this one, uh, Shilpad Hop 8 proposes, who is the best son's sixth man of all time? Is it Barbosa 0607, Danny Manning 97-98, Grant Hill 9-10, and 10, uh, EJ 88-89, or Tom Chambers 92-93? Matthew? I'm going Grant Hill. Grant Hill is Ooh. by far that, yeah. He was always, I think we did like a top three, six man. He made my list. I just, I love what he did in the 09-10 season. That was probably his best season since he got hurt. When he came back to Phoenix, he just rejuvenized his career, came back, helped us get to the playoffs, really close to getting the championship. Um, how can you not go with him? I know EJ. I love EJ, what he did with the Suns then. And then you got Tom Chambers. I don't know, man. I'm going Grant Hill because that's what I watched. And I just loved his game so much, man. Now, Grant Hill's a obviously a great choice. And again, we did that podcast quite some time ago when we were talking about, uh, I don't know if it was six man. Yeah, I think it was six man. AC green was my guy, but I'm going to go with EJ on this. I mean, nobody put together a season like he did. I mean, he, I think he was the number two scoring guy on the team and he was a sixth man. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't, you can't argue with EJ right there. No, you can't. And plus like, how do I go against EJ? I mean, anytime EJ is in a question, He's, I have to choose. He's them. your dad, man. I'm surprised I mean, you chose I was against like, him. Five, I was five for five with EJ till now. Now I'm just I'm going the other way. But I just I love what Grant Hill did that year, so I got to go with him. Um, and plus, I was born in '89. Wow, I'm blowing this question, man. <laughs> all right, this had all of the makings of you standing up for EJ, <laughs> and you went with Grant over the hill. Yeah, boy, right. to the bay. All right, so next question is: Let's say the NBA is having an expansion draft. Okay. And each team can only protect four players. So that's, that's a pretty good amount. Mm-hmm. Which four players, I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same guys, which you protect and why? Well, I feel like it's pretty easy. I mean, your obvious two are Booker and Aiton. Yeah. And then who do you go from there? Mikel Bridges. So the, the yes. top three are no-brainers. Yes. I think the number four would have to be Ricky Rubio, right? I think so, too. You got two more years with him. And honestly, he's our first point guard we've had in forever. How can you not keep him? Uh, I was thinking, like, who else would you choose? Ubre? No, because he's in every trade scenario we have. <laughs> and then what? You got Cam Johnson? No, not no one there. I just you have to go Rubio. I mean, second in assists in the league. You got to keep the guy that's really facilitating the ball. So, I mean, the other ones are self-explanatory. Everyone throughout the season they release like these are the dudes I'm not going to trade, and it's mm-hmm. always been Booker, Aiden. And then Bridges was towards the end. It used to be Ubre. Now it's Bridges. So yeah, it's, you got to stick with that, and then you got to add Rubio in. So those are my four. No, I completely agree. I mean, uh, we got this question from Arian School, and we also got something similar from the Tan Man, uh, Nicholas oh, Tan, really? one of our old okay. listeners as well. And he was proposing kind of the same thing. He's like, hey, yeah. if you could protect a certain amount of players, if there's some sort of ex- expansion draft, what are your thoughts? And I think it's pretty easy for the Suns. Now, if you were to pick a top six, then it starts to get a little bit interesting. Because for me, it would be Ubre. So I'd, I'd protect the starting lineup, the Bobra lineup. And then I'd probably protect, oh, that's tough. Who's that sixth guy? Cam Johnson. Probably Cam Johnson. It would have to be, right? Yeah. He was a high draft pick. I mean, we're, everyone's buying into him. Everyone loves him. 
I mean, there's only one other guy, Brandon Clark, that maybe we wanted over him. But even then, Cam is just a solid dude for the future for the Suns and exactly what we need coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Yeah. So. Oh, Sarich. Oh, never mind. <laughs> no, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Sure. Baines. Oh, he'll be gone. He'll, yeah, be, he'll gone. be gone. Yeah. So here on our Aaron Baines podcast, our 46th Suns Jam Session podcast, Aaron Baines, we wouldn't keep because he's going to say goodbye to us here pretty soon. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Make, make sure we uh, give a shout out to the Baines fan club, right? Oh, heck yeah. Aaron Baines uh, fan club on Twitter. Probably yeah. the best Twitter follow. And it's one thing that I'm going to miss. You know, once he's gone, I'll still follow him on Twitter, but it won't be the yeah. same because he won't be ours. Exactly. It's not going to be the same. Nope. Uh, do you got anything else for this pod, Matthew? You know, I, I don't, man. We covered a lot. And I think really all I got to say is I'm excited for next week's pods because I think there'll be more news and we'll get to hear whether or not we have an NBA season hopefully by next yeah, week. Yeah, we're, we're moving forward. And I know that we're on the other side of the mountain, if you will, from the self-quarantine time. Because again, as we mentioned, Arizona's starting to open up. Uh, there's hope for me going back to work here pretty quick. You know, I manage Good. pools and the pools are Woo. open. So, in fact, while I've been sitting here, one of my supervisors who's actually working today has called me two times and I got to call him back and see how the pools are going. Uh, and hopefully we're going to start to see some guidance on what's next. You know, it's tough. I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast and he had a guy on and he said, personally, I am going to do everything that I can to ensure that I'm being healthy. I'm social distancing. I'm doing all the the measures that are set before me. And part of that is he's like, I'm not going to go out and do things. He's like, and I'm not going to criminalize people who are because it's tough to just sit in your home. Imagine if you're a single guy to sit in your apartment and you can't go where, anywhere or do anything. It's, it starts to hurt the people, you know, people's yes, mental health. It does. And he's like, listen, you know, all you can do is, is focus on you and what you can control. And if you think that going out is something that isn't productive and could lead to more people getting sick. Uh, stay at home. You know, that's your prerogative, but don't criminalize the other people who need it for mental exactly. health reasons. You know, we are social yes. beings. We thrive on, on being social and around each other. It's unfortunate that this coronavirus has done this and it's, you know, how serious it's, it's been and how many people have died from it. I think last I looked, it was close to 90,000 people in the United States alone. You know, that's a big number, man. That's no yeah. joke. Uh, I don't know how many of those were people with pre-existing conditions. I don't know how many of those were strictly people who got the coronavirus. I don't know any of these facts, but I do know that as long as we're doing the right thing, if you do go out in public, you know, follow the social distancing guidelines, man, you know, stay six feet away from people. We're not giving high fives and chest bumps yet. You know, we're not chewing spitting Tabasco, Uh, (laughs) you know, but just take care of each other. I think that's absolutely paramount right now as we look at for opportunities and ways to try to find some sort of normalcy in this world is we just have to be kind to each other and be respectful of each other's space. And if we do that, good things will start to happen. You know, I definitely think that there will be a second wave that everybody's talking about. It's going to happen because people are going to go back out in the world and they're going to start to interact and things are going to happen, but we've done our part. We've allowed the medical system to be prepared with beds, with equipment, with testing and things of that nature. So when that next spike comes, they're able to assist the people. I think that that, I mean, that was the whole point of social of uh, self-quarantining, right? Is to allow the medical field to get ready for that big spike. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, that was very well put, man, because I'm going to get we, off my soapbox now. <laughs> no, no, it's, it was really great because we have to go back. And I think it's not, it's not a, Oh, let's, Oh, fuck it. Let's go back to our life. Cause we still have guidelines. We still have things mm-hmm. like, I don't go to back to the same office. I'm actually like separated from people very fur, further away. Now I'm further away from people now at my office. Just like you always um, wanted. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I mean, like, like you said, the single man in the apartment, like that's me. It's like, I can't even work from home anymore. It's just, it's driving me insane. Like just getting out now is going to be great. And I think people need to respect everybody's ideas of how they go about this. And really social media can kill you because there's going to be a lot of people on there that are, that are going to hate people for doing things and people oh, not yeah. wearing masks, wearing masks, whatever. It's just like, do your own thing. As long as you're not breaking the law, then you're fine. I think you're able to do what you want to do. And I don't know. You put it way. <laughs> I don't know why I was even trying to top that, but you put it in exact words of what I would say if I was literate. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't read? No. Oh shit! This is that, that yeah. makes so much just, more sense. Just pictures. Remember, <laughs> that's why you've been sending me picture notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of the Suns Jam session. Make sure that you follow the show on Twitter at Suns Jam. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Darth Voita. And you can follow Matthew on Twitter. I'm at Matthew Lissy. And you can read Matthew Lissy at valleyofthesuns.com. And you can read me yes. at brightsideofthesun.com. So uh, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day and hanging out with us. I have nothing more to say. So therefore, I shall stop talking. All right. Well, all I got to say is uh, stay home or go home and love your family. Amen. Take care, everybody.